0: Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I'm Michelle Lichty, and I'm here with David Henderson.
1: Greetings, all of you.
0: We're so glad you were here. And we're here to talk about um, this past Sunday, which is what we normally do talk about, but also this coming Sunday, um, which is something we don't generally talk about. But let's start first with this past Sunday. I was going to say sermon discussion, but there it was really more of a sharing and a celebration. Um, yeah. It's so exciting! We've reached a hundred percent of our goal for our renovations. So that's Isn't super that stunning. Exciting. What
1: an incredibly generous congregation. It's amazing to me.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. And if you if you get the e-news, you'll see my happy dance at the beginning of the e-news. So. <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> that's great. I haven't seen that yet.
0: No, it's coming out this afternoon. So right. yeah. <laughs> um one of the things I loved about this past Sunday was um having so many different people on the platform sharing how they're interact, how they're using the space, how the space is, um, helping them to connect with God, to connect with each other, um, to deepen relationships. I just, Mm -hmm. I loved hearing those stories.
1: Boy, I did too. And, uh, and that was, as you know, well, just the smallest, uh, cross-section of the um, the huge number of stories we're hearing about what this space is meaning. Um, I was there when a complete stranger um, walked in for a community event uh, that had rented our space, and I happened to be there when he came in and looked around, and he was absolutely floored that we had that. He said, this place is so welcoming. This is so great. It's like, that's great. That's exactly what we intended to communicate with the space is Uh, is the welcome that we want our own parts to have. Uh, Yeah, it's been really a joy to watch how the space is being lived into. And I think people are discovering ways to use it in new ways. Delighted when I walk through and see groups meeting or individuals using it for study or uh, for other purposes. And yeah, it's it's awesome.
0: Yeah. I underlined something from my notes that these the renovations, these rooms reflect our eager welcome, which is in turn reflects God's eager welcome to welcome people into this space. And um and you just illustrated that with that wonderful story of somebody coming into the into the building and going, Oh wow, this is different than what I imagined the inside of a 1960s church would look
1: like. Yeah. And I think um You know, there has been a propensity, I think, within the evangelical church in the last 30 years or so to have this kind of if you build it, they will come mindset. And some consultants will even say, if you do a new edition, you'll automatically have a jump in attendance. But I think that's very flash in the pan. And I think it's a very short sighted way of thinking about it. That certainly, as you know, wasn't at all the way we were thinking about this. There was never a thought that if we make these changes, we're just going to see more people as a result of that. In fact, it's just the other way around. It's really saying, okay, as we're out in the world and we're hearing more and more stories of people who are just building intentional relationships with their neighbors and friendships are forming and spiritual interest is starting to surface and and people are beginning to feel comfortable saying, hey, you know, I wonder if you'd want to come and join me um, at church. In the context of a, this friendship that's been established and love that's been formed, then this just gets to be like a really warm and welcoming family room that we get to invite people into rather than mm-hmm. thinking we're going to renovate our family room in the hopes that that'll make us closer to our neighbors and it's the other way around. And right. I'm loving watching how it's happening. And and Michelle you know this but um, it just it says an instant message to our visitors you matter. There is a place here for you. Mm. You're not an afterthought. Mm-hmm. People don't walk in and go, "Whoa, is this where I'm supposed to be?" It looks like just a bunch of offices or a dark corridor. It's like this place, place is clearly meant to welcome me. And then especially with our kids mm-hmm. and our families, boy, that has been so long in coming. And I'm thrilled that now mm. we have a space where it's so obvious that our that kids matter, the next generation matters, that that we believe that children can have their own really meaningful relationship with God. And it is such a joy for us to have this right, welcoming space Still, waiting on some furniture and some other last <laughs> details, but uh, this amazing space that says no. We we thought about you before you got here.
0: Oh yes, especially from what we came from. Uh, that was that didn't make any sense. What was there before? How yeah. about that? <laughs> yeah, which uh, that, was nothing.
1: We I it mean, was
0: nothing. It was carts in a hallway. Yeah. It was like, oh, my goodness, this is where I'm supposed to check in. And how do I crown my kids and keep them from getting lost in the legs of all the people who are coming in to come to service? And, yeah, it it's made a huge difference.
1: Yeah. So, Michelle, yeah. Well, part of what that makes me think of, and this is something I didn't get a chance to mention on Sunday, I, I think about all those who gave towards this project. Um, mm. And some people gave. I mean, so many gave with so much generosity, and that's not compared to each other's size gifts, but just out of their own capacity and out of of what God has entrusted to them. And the thing that struck me, and this is very moving to me, is it's so easy for us to think, I'll give to this if I like it. Mm. I'll give to this if I agree with it. I'll give to this if the curtains are the color I want. I'll give to this if we get to keep the pews. I'll give to this if if whatever I mean, you fill in the blank, mm-hmm. and if we gave that way, we would never have even begun to get this project done. We'd still be halfway through phase one.
0: Yeah,
1: there, there was this um, selfless generosity that was reflected in the giving. It was deeply moving to me as a pastor of this church. Deeply moving to me, where there would be people who, on the inside of them, would say wouldn't be my first choice hmm. but then said and here's money to support it it's like we support the leaders we support the vision we get what's behind this mm. we we, it may not be the way we would decorate our home but that's not what this is about and yeah that's very very moving yeah. and then you add to that this list that I went through of dozens of people more than dozens, over a hundred, probably who in some way had a direct involvement in making this all happen.
0: Oh yeah. And
1: there too, in the gift of time and gifts, as well as finances, the generosity of the church is so beautiful to see.
0: Yeah. One of the things that I, that has really stuck with me from the service on Sunday, um, there was a young couple who are new to our church Who are also serving on the worship team. And they talked about how the renovation in the sanctuary really reflected our philosophy of worship. And I, those were not the words they said, but that is my distillation of what they said. And I just, I thought, yes, that is so true. We are not performers. We are not looking to the the platform for performers we're looking at we're looking to the platforms because they're leading all of us and we're all participating together in worship and that is reflected in the clear windows the bright lighting the um just the openness of the space and the and the light and um as somebody who used to be on a platform at a previous church um it It does feel, I can, I can, I resonate with that feeling of I'm, I'm a participant rather than a performer.
1: Man. And you put your finger on one of the highest values we have in a church as a church related to worship, that everything that uh, is platform connected is facilitating. Mm -hmm. And the, the main worshipers in the room are not the people on the platform. They are us. And the people up front are just shepherding, hewing us in our full heart engagement. And uh, and one of the things I've said to our worship leaders is the best way you can lead us in worship is just by bringing your own worship life onto the platform. So you think about, I mean, the investment that Travis and, and Scott and Aaron and Alan and Rob and all these others made on what just in the platform part of all this construction and home improvement Every every part, of it was asking the question: What will facilitate worship?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, I think that's a really great observation. And it was such a joy to hear the depth of their reflection. Of yeah, I learned Abby thinking about what their experience had been here.
0: Yeah, Yes.
1: Yeah. Glory to God.
0: Glory to God. And I love the way Jerry Miller, our our amazing facility manager, who's who's helped shepherd us through this whole process. Um yeah. he. Ended his little story, not little, his story. He ended it with, um, this building is not just for us. It's for the community. And those are words straight from a visitor's mouth who does not attend Covenant. I love that.
1: Yeah, I think, um, and what what you're, I, I sense that you're reflecting as one of the leaders on our lead team at Covenant. And it's something I feel so deeply is this profound joy of having a sense that God is putting something on our heart. There's an invitation he's putting before us. He is up to something in our midst and we seek to do our best to discern that and, and keep putting ourselves before the Lord. And there's a growing sense of clarity and unity around that vision. And then we invite the church into this kind of risky, bold step of living a life of love and, and having our facility reflect that. And then to hear reflected back to us, uninvited, unsolicited, mm. some of the very things that we felt like God was putting on our heart at the very beginning of this. I think that's one of the most exciting things about leadership in the church because it it's to me, it's just tangible evidence that this it really is God leading this church. Mm. And we as under shepherds are not thinking, oh, what should we do for God today? We're we're actively seeking Him. God, where are you leading? How do we follow? And it is such a joy when that like another example of that is doing the family covenant family snapshot and hearing how many people are a covenant now because of our reputation in the community, which is one of the things we've been praying about.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: That we would be known more and more um as a church that is marked by love.
0: Yeah.
1: So yes, what what joy and how moving as leaders to hear that.
0: Oh, yes, for sure. And as we move into the summer, and we're still using our facility—I mean, we're using our facilities um, all summer long for some amazing things like kids' camp and um, and book clubs and Bible studies that are meeting throughout the summer. Um, we are also starting a new summer sermon series. Whoa, that—that's a lot that of S's. Was a lot of S's. <laughs> Uh this Sunday? Another yes. S. Um, yeah so why don't you i i i know i've read the description of it um but that was a while ago so um so you're gonna have to fill us in i i know it's on the psalms that's about all i remember
1: and it's another s there um, yeah there so, we go <laughs> uh, every time we come to a new sermon series as you know michelle i um i try to get away and to take some time just to put myself and us as a church before the Lord and say, where do you have us and where are you wanting to lead us? And we came through the James series. I, I think that was a really pivotal and defining series for us and one mm. we're going to look back on as being really instrumental in shaping us as a people. But as you know, uh James is strident. I mean, there's a, you're not doing this right. You need to work on this, shore this up, get to this. This isn't the way you should do it. It's a and it can feel a lot like it's all up to me and it's all about me. It's all on me. Mm, And, and so coming into the summer, I felt like the Lord was saying, let the focus just be on me for the summer and who I am and, and, um, and how present I am uh, to you. So the sermon series is actually going to be, it's, it's on the, the whole collection of the Psalms and it's picking up um, an interesting theme, which is uh, kind of you know, people talk about propositional truth, things that are true about God. This is sort of prepositional truth. It's like, Mm. um, where should we look for God? If we're in relationship with him, he says he is available to us. So how do the Psalms give us clues when God says, I'm always with you, where, where should we look for him? Mm. So, we'll be exploring themes like that God is over all of creation as its creator. Uh, So he is on high. God is on the throne, ruling over the affairs of humanity and inviting us to be his subjects. So he is over us, uh, ruling over us as king. God is like a shepherd. So he watches over us and provides for us and for our every need. God is like a, a fort or a refuge. So he is between us and that which would threaten us, or mm. or is difficult, uh, so we can find shelter and protection in Him. There are passages talking about God walking beside us as a friend, and even God carrying us as a father. So every one of these, uh, every one of these um, prepositions is so rich because they each one comes with an implied. Picture of who God is, some aspect of His, hmm. some metaphor that's used for God, some attribute of His that gets highlighted when you use that image, and then that also brings to light who we are. So, if God's my Father, I'm His child. If He is the Fortress, I'm the I'm the one who is a soldier doing His work, or the, as the mother protecting the 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 baby chicks, I am the the offspring that's being watched hmm. over, or if he is my friend, then I am his friend. And uh, and if he's my maker, then I'm his creature and so on. And then each of those suggests a way that we can approach God. So we're hmm. at, at coming out of every one of these messages, we're going to be highlighting different prayer practices that connect with that specific metaphor and way of thinking about our relationship with God. So I, my hope is that we'll come out of the summer having a chance to rest in the presence and goodness of God and learn how to seek him and how to uh, find him, how to experience God as we wake into the day and walk through the day and come to the end of the day, how can we have this ongoing um, interaction with God Mm. that has us resting in his loving presence? Mm. So I think it's going to be really a lot of fun. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to what this will mean for us before we jump into the kind of continued hard work that we'll be doing as a congregation, diving into First Thessalonians as we come into the fall.
0: Yeah. Resting in his presence. That phrase stood out to me Hmm. as a wonderful theme for the summer as we think of summer as an opportunity for rest. Yeah, and a different routine and uh, vacations and that kind of a thing. And so, yeah, resting in His presence, and I think too having those prayer practices. I just heard about these yesterday as we were in our meeting. Um, you know, sometimes I can feel like I'm doing it wrong. You know, like I don't, I don't think I'm doing it wrong. I'm, I'm praying wrong, and it's, right. and so just having some practices that I can try. And to change things up a little bit, I think that that sounds really good to me.
1: <laughs> I think it'll be fun, <laughs> and I think it'll be refreshing for us. And you know, just that prayer practice is a great reminder if we if there are eight or nine of these that we're doing during the summer, and each one has a different prayer practice. I think we can just kind of uh, think that prayer just means intercession, and then we can feel like we're not very good at it because we're not good at praying through lots of specific needs. But a prayer life is so much more diverse than just Making requests, uh, mm-hmm. it has to do with resting in God and enjoying God and allowing God to speak to us and um, bringing mm-hmm. our gratitude to God. All kinds of different dimensions. So I, I think it will. Uh, I, I hope that it's very refreshing for our souls this summer and for us as a church family. Mm-hmm. And then we we start the series by looking at this really interesting metaphor that kind of informs the way we're going to be running through this whole. Um, sermon series. And that's the the theme that shows up in about a dozen different places in the Old Testament, as well as in other places in, uh, I mean, in the Psalms, but then as well as in other places in the Old Testament. And that's the theme of God turning his face toward us and making his mm. face shine on us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a beautiful picture of this intimate uh, relationship that we have with God that is a resting in his love for us. And uh, that's where we began. We'll be opening that up on Sunday. And I really look forward to that. I love
0: that. Those verses from, Mm -hmm. is it numbers? Mm -hmm. The Lord bless you and keep you. Yep. The Lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Yes. I Yeah, I love those verses. And in fact, we sang in high school. I sang an arrangement of that in my high school choir. I probably did something a little bit illegal and kept the music. (laughs) <laughs> and then had my aunts and uncles sing it at the end of our wedding
1: oh wow that's so cool it so was, do you want to sing it for yeah. us now michelle
0: no i can't because they <laughs> sang it i was getting married so oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> i was not as an excuse but... yeah it's been a, it's it's been a while <laughs> they could probably sing it for you still it's like their I song now <laughs> so well thank you david i am looking forward to sunday as am I, and and to the su- Sunday. I'm sorry. Now I'm gonna the summer sermon series. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think it will be rich. I look forward to walking through that with the church yeah. family. Church family, love you. It's a joy to be able to have this time with you, and uh,
0: yes. look forward to seeing you Sunday. Yes, yes, and thank you for joining us. Whether you've joined us live on Facebook or later on our blog or on our podcast. We are grateful for the few moments you spent with us today. And as we go, I encourage you to live out our calling to live a life of love. Love God, love, his, love Jesus, love his people, and pour out his love on the world.
1: Amen. Grace to y'all. Michelle, good to be with you.
0: Good to be with you, too.